1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode four of Psychotic and Iconic Sports Podcast. My name is Mike. I'm here with my co-host, Nick, and my other co-host, Mike Simmons. Um, I want to give a shout-out to all our followers, everybody that's been listening to us and that has been engaging with us on our Instagram polls. Uh, We thank everybody for subscribing. All the feedback has been great. Uh, We've had a bunch of fun with you guys. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Just Ant, as usual, for our intro song. Thank you, everybody. Go follow him on Instagram at JustAnt. Um, and with that, we're going to get right into this show. I'm going to pass it off to my co-host, Mike Simmons, and we're going to get this thing on the road.
0: I love that. Mike Simmons. That's wow. his new name going forward. That's his new name.
1: That's his new name. Yeah.
2: That's
0: your new name going forward. Mike Simmons.
2: That had a nice touch to it, but I'm in the same boat as Nick. I'm not trading him unless it's for an all-star. Well, it was
1: between it was between Mike Simmons and Ben Polante. I couldn't figure Whoa. it I out. I
2: thought you were going to say Mike Wright in honor of Nick Wright, but... I love Nick Wright. <laughs> Either way, it works. Because I agreed with him on a take this week, you know. But he's anyway. wising up. He's wising up. <laughs> he's Mike Sky. We're going right into it, guys. Let's go. Danny Green's little bitching, you know? Because I, I, <laughs> uh. I just can't I can't get over what he said. Like, should I just read the quote? Please. Go ahead. Please. Listen up, Philly fans, especially. Listen up, because you need to hear this. John Clark on his podcast says, Do you think the crowd and Philly can have an effect on someone like Ben Simmons in those moments? Danny Green replies, For sure. It has an effect on everybody, and I think that's something that needs to change in the city. I love our fans, but when things aren't going well, they can't turn on you. Excuse me? Oh, it gets better. That's the one thing I would disagree with or dislike. Some guys use it as motivation. Some guys have a chip on their shoulder, but I think that needs to change. They need to be riding with us regardless of how things are going. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Did you watch yourself in these playoffs? You were on the sideline. Did you watch what happened? Do you know anything about Philly at all? Listen, you play your all. We got your back. This, this collapse against the Hawks, guys, pathetic.
1: It's not even that for me. I mean, I just, like, Danny Green can eat my balls and also, on those comments. We, we were ride
2: with you, Danny Green? Excuse
1: and, me? Here's my thing. Danny Green is like one of those typical people that doesn't know anything about the Philadelphia fan base who can be assholes at times. I'm with that. And be like, blow things like way out of proportion. Like at the end of the day, it's only sports. Like you don't have to get personal about stuff. But we lived through the process, drafting three centers in a row. The one that worked fell into our lap. The other two were terrible. Jalil Okafor and New Noel. Trash. We had to watch Tony Roten play point guard, Jakar Sampson, <laughs> Ish Smith, uh, Isaiah Cannon. Oh, We drafted Markel Fultz after we got shisted in the trading up to number one when the Celtics didn't want him to begin with. We trade up to get Markel Fultz. He forgets how to shoot, enters a game, makes a three-pointer, the city erupts like we just won the title. Ben Simmons, you got a random fan trying to teach him how to shoot free throws and teach him form. He's making one out of fucking 30 and they're cheering for him. And then you go on there and say something like that. That just makes no sense. You blew a 27 point lead and an 18 point lead. And you want the fans to sit back and say, oh my God. Oh, thank you for trying. No, you're a professional athlete. You get paid to do that shit. Like you have to take the good with the bad. Now I know we'll take it without, but I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just saying, he's wet. He's ridiculous with that comment, dude. He really is. I mean, just think about what Sixers fans have gone through since I don't know 2013 or whatever it was, whenever it started. Turmoil, and we've always been there, watching teams win nine games out of eighty. Like, come on, that gets crazy for him to say and, something like and that.
2: And we couldn't have been more supportive of Markel Fultz. Through all his struggles, We embraced,
1: shoulder, trust the
2: process. Like, yeah. We couldn't have been more supportive of Ben Simmons during this collapse. Like, I don't understand what he's thinking. It's yeah, just the, completely I, insensitive.
1: I so, can't help that Ben Simmons is lazy and doesn't care. That's not my fault. That's his fault.
0: I agree. And here's, here's my comment to uh, Danny Green. When a tough gets going, go and get tough, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? If people are booing, they're passionate. They love you. It's not It's that not they're their jumping ship. They love you. They we're want booing. the best for we're, you. Right? We're booing because we care. We know that you have. We expect more. Yeah, exactly. We expect better. Exactly.
1: Like you have no business losing to the
0: Hawks. Yeah. And then he said something about being the number one seed and why people are booing at us if we're number one. Bro, because you're not You're not playing with the, that expectation you of just being the number one You just lost to the seed. five seed. That's my point. So my thing is cry me a fucking river and move on, dude. Get him the fuck out of here, too. Yeah, I don't don't even want him back. I don't want him back.
1: Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I don't want him back either because, like I said, the Sixers fans, true Sixers fans lived through games that were almost unwatchable. Didn't they – 27 straight losses or something like that, 21 straight losses? Like, and you still have people buying tickets, cheering. I mean, like, even in a sense for this, I feel bad for Brett Brown for what he endured for the first three years of his coaching career. Like, just –
2: He's probably got a a negative win percentage because of this. Yeah, so it's like (laughs) you just
1: see all that, and it's like, you know, constantly, constantly, we always, always, always were watching them, rooting for them no matter what. I mean, everybody was, you know, texting and saying, this is ridiculous, we need to get a team together, you know, buying out guys and just literally putting the worst possible team on the floor. But now you have expectations. You got a max player who isn't improving. Your other max player has a short window to win. You had a deadly shooter, who analytically is like the best shooter in basketball. Like you had all the pieces to make it right. Danny Green's a champion. You're a vet. You should you should understand that the, what those boos come with. You were the number one seed in the East,
2: and you lost to the Atlanta Hawks squad of under twenty three guys. Right? They're literally children. They haven't done anything. Been anywhere. And you lost to the Hawks at home 3 times. And you
0: should have beat three. them. You should have beat them in 5. That series had not one yeah. Not two,
1: not <laughs> <Yeah>. three. <laughs> you should have beat them in five. And for him to just go on a tirade like that, just he's not built for it. He's not built, they he's not built made in the right games.
2: stuff. They might have only lost five total
1: games in Philly the whole year, and you lose three to the Hawks. <laughs>
0: it's crazy, dude. At home, you got to have tough skins. Second
1: round, another second round exit. But it all goes back to the same thing, bro. Now you have another player coddling your superstar. Uh huh. Can't do shit like that. You can't do it. Like, you're paid. A max contract because you're a max player.
0: I hate the comment but, because it's it's human nature to, to boo somebody when they're yeah. not performing. You have so people out there like,
1: spending all their hard-earned money to watch you just fucking fold like that?
2: No. Yeah. Guys, no, he wasn't no. done there either. I'll read the rest for you because it, it just gets even more insulting as you read it. We're the number one team in the East still playing well, and in some games, they'll boo us. That's part of the culture here. Part of their way of showing us they love us. But with a guy like Ben and other guys, I think they need to stick behind them and stick by them as long as they can until the horn blows. And even then, he's here. He's given so much to the organization of the city on and off the court that he deserves that respect and support.
1: He don't get that? Yeah. Excuse he gave us, me. You Nobody know gave us eight points and a total of three shots in the fourth quarter in the seven games. Has not improved. Actually, is on a decline.
0: I, I agree. He's definitely statistically on a
1: speaking, Mister Analytics, on a decline, and we're supposed to stick behind them. We stuck behind them for four years. He broke his foot in the summer league, but in the summer league, he was doing there. He was doing his jump shots and was like, "All right, here we go." I think his rookie year, he averaged sixteen points, fifteen point eight to be exact, I believe. And then you want to score eight points in the playoffs when it matters the most? Look, you're not built for it either. What I mean, no, seriously <laughs> that, though, like,
0: what is that? That's why I say get rid of him. Look, even, even he's got to go, man. He's no, not he's yeah. not built for Philly. None of them are. Yo, he's not for built real. for the NBA. Embiid is. I
2: was all for bringing him back until now. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, get no, get out you. of here. Say get out of here. Wait, wait, hold on. Bring who back? Danny Green would get have been the fuck. out yeah, of here. No. Get contract. the fuck out of here. He there was valuable go. to
0: our team. Valuable for what? He's missing like fucking fifty threes. Yeah. He started off slow, I'll give you that. But
2: still, I would have been fine with it until now. Now it's like you can't you can't. You can't come back. You just can't. You can't cross the Ben Franklin no. Bridge. No. You can't. He's not coming back. No. But you know what, guys? Like, even Mr. Stats and Athletics here, look, Ben's performance was indefensible. Danny Green, it's like one thing if you say support Ben through all this mess, uh, but, don't, but don't tie it to what actually did happen. If you're, you know, like, we saw what happened. You can't ignore what happened. And you also got a front row seat to do it. You can't. I mean, yeah. yeah. You can't. You can't fucking speak this way about our fan base, given everything that we've
1: done for the city of Philadelphia. And not for nothing. Your we team. stood by your ass when you were going over yeah. seven for thirty-five straight
0: games. And
2: it, what is he making twenty-something million this year? That's because you're on our team.
0: Yeah. But, but guys, this is exactly why <laughs> the Sixers are not in the finals because they are mentally fucking weak. They're, weak. they're fragile. Hundred percent. They're mentally weak. That's There's why they're one not one there. There's only one mentally no, strong player on that team. And guess what, Giannis? You can call him what he, whatever you want. That dude can miss. He airballs fucking free throws, and he still tries. That, that guy's mentally strong. That
1: clip of him with P.J. Tucker in the gym saying, "It can only go off from here." I've airballed back to back three throws, free throws. I'm missing three pointers, airballing them. The crowd's counting when he's shooting his free throws. Mentally tough because he's trying. Yeah, he's keeping teams honest. Exactly. The other night, they, what they do, they fouled him. He went 13 of 17 from the line, I believe. Okay, you do that. To, ben passed up a dunk because he didn't want to go to the line. I agree. I still can't get over that. I still can't. Not made it a right shot. Imagine a
0: timer on Ben. He <laughs> would never shoot. He would he would pass the ball to the ref and be like, yeah. oh, I'm good. Man. Yeah, I'm good. Don't worry about <laughs> it. I'm good. I'm man. gonna miss
1: both anyway. So you know what? Just <laughs> fuck it. Just <laughs> the inbound. Save time. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but
2: there's more. There's there's a two more little paragraphs here. If you want me to read them. I kind of don't. I just worse. want to move on because he's I, just I don't think just. it's worth it, honestly. He's not even worth, he's it, not yeah. worth it. He's not worth it. Yeah. What a disgrace, guys. This, he a, this a- is supposed to be a championship-winning veteran who understands. All he's doing is coddling. That's exactly what Mike said. That's exactly what I'm saying. Come on. I mean, that's just so fucking soft. Yeah, move Softer on, than Charmin.
0: It's yeah. super really? soft, but he's I'm not going to take away his championships, you know. Yeah, no, past. he earned them. I mean, them. he definitely earned no, them. No, he, so he earned it. Me, I'm just like, saying. Those comments should, are soft. He's, he, he should go. He yeah. <laughs> should understand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's time to move on on him.
2: Yeah, so we're done with that. Philly fans, you know, have a field day with this. Let us hear it in the comments, okay? We really, we would love to hear you back us on this. But this make is sure pathetic. you don't get,
1: make sure you don't get too mean. You know, say some nice things in there about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah, you don't want to hurt his feelings too much. Yeah, yeah, because you might have to go see a therapist or something. Don't <laughs> hurt his feelings too much. Yeah, him and that twenty million. Yeah, he don't, literally don't
2: do even it. says we are humans and people too. That's the yeah. one thing I'll leave you with. But guys, I'm a human too. But when I yeah, fuck yeah.
1: up at work, my boss tells me like, "Yo, you really fucked that up." And yeah, I'm yeah,
0: like, All right, "My fault, bro." Else, you it's know what called, else a human does? They own up to it when they are It's called accountability. Exactly. Hold yourself accountable
2: one. and own yeah. up to it. I agree. You know? I mean, seriously. Anyway, guys, let's go right into some card talk. It's going to be some football card talk. But, Nick, first, you take it away. Yeah, right? absolutely.
0: I know in episode three, I told you guys I'm going to give you guys some updates on the Wildwood Sports Card Show. There's actually another show August 20th from 3 to 9. Uh, August 21st, which is a Saturday, um, from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. And Sunday, August 22nd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So I'm going there, and this is a perfect opportunity to buy right now uh, leading up to football season. So I got three sleepers for the audience. It's a cheap um, investment. So my three sleepers, Brandon Iyuk, I think he is going to have a great season. And right now, I got to be honest, guys, he's pretty cheap. And his stats last year were 60 catches, 748 yards, Twelve point five yards per catch, with five touchdowns. Rookie season,
1: he would have been the best receiver on the Eagles right? in the last five years. And, he's and, a
0: stud, and he had inconsistent quarterback play. So I think he's definitely a buy, and he fighting injuries too. Exactly, I love IU. No, he gets really some touches
1: do. out of the backfield. This guy is so yeah. dynamic, and I'm you much, got love him. Kyle love Shanahan, him.
0: yeah. Oh, I'm, man, I'm, I'm a big it. fan. Brilliant
1: so, offensive mind. Go ahead. So, hey, go so ahead.
0: 2020 Panini Prism Brandon Ayuk rookie silver prism is going for twenty dollars right now, and his 2020 Donruss Panini Optic Hollow Brandon Ayuk rookie card, number set one sixty nine is going for five to seven dollars.
1: Are they PSA tens?
0: No, these are oh. raw cards. Raw, okay, okay, these are not graded cards. However, this is the time to buy. because a lot of people like the silver It's like a a nice yeah it gives a nice look right it's art people buy art so that's art so um i think he's a buy i i expect big things this year uh especially with trey lance possibly taking the reins over jimmy g and even if jimmy g is playing i think he's gonna ball out so um i think he's a buy and like yeah, they have Debo Samuel, but I think Ayuk is the guy to do exactly. all the gadget stuff, and he's actually gonna like form into a, like a legit wide receiver. So I'm buying Ayuk. Uh, One other thing
2: to note, Nick, that team was so injured last year. Debo Samuel was hurt. George yes. Kittle was hurt. They're all coming back. What does that mean? They're loaded. Ayuk's gonna be. Uh, Single covered all game. He's going to be moving all around the field. He's he's going to be light. Especially he was hurt
1: too. So I mean, if Trey Lance does take the reins, though, I mean now you have to you're going to have to pull the defense. You know, some of your backers in. So you got to respect the run. Now you just get that little that little fucking route right across the middle, dude, with his speed. The field wide open. Yeah, the field
2: is wide open for three of the most dynamic pass catchers in the league with one of the most. If not the most dynamic play caller in the entire league. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. yeah. This team is scary. Yeah. He's and we're my gonna number touch on that shortly. But Nick, give us your other two yeah, sleepers. Yeah, I got
0: I got I got more sleepers, and this is gonna surprise a lot of people. But uh Michael Pittman Jr. I
2: ain't surprised.
0: I'm not surprised at yeah, all. I I, love I, him. I I think he's a stud. I watched him in the playoffs last year and he, he looked like he was rounding into form. He's
2: good, so, bro. Is, is he, he better really than his
0: father? Because his father could play, too. Yeah, I I don't know. He was Too soon to tell. It's too soon, right? But, like, I like the opportunity with Carson Wentz. So, his prices are actually um, – I mean, well, his rookie season, he had 40 catches, 503 yards, and he's got 12.6 yards per catch and one touchdown. So, he's got big playability. And especially with Carson Wentz, I could see it upticking a and, lot.
1: And T.Y. And on T-Y. the other side. Exactly, to so, gain attention. Another situation. And they had tight ends. Yeah. I think that dude's name. What's that dude's name?
0: They got um, Alley yeah, Mo, Mo Alley Cox. Mo yeah. Alley
1: Cox. Yeah.
0: And Big Cox. They got Trey Burton still. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and Carson awesome.
1: Wentz and Trey Burton, you know, they're familiar with each other. I still got
0: Jack Doyle who could play a lick. Yeah. yeah him I mean, too. Jonathan Taylor to run, you know, run yeah. the ball. So Marlon Mack. Away.
2: Zach Pascal took off big time. Yeah. They got, they got uh, Paris Campbell coming back, who's a, I mean, he was going to be a, he tore his breakout. ACL, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was going to be a breakout tip for me. Yeah, That guy, I mean, seriously, look out. And Michael Pittman, loaded. I mean, let's just look at this, too. Again, same thing, injuries. Michael Pittman was hurt for half the year, really surged at the end. T.Y. was hurt, surged at the end, but they, had, they didn't have Campbell. Um, they, they, all, they had injuries everywhere.
1: And they also didn't have a quarterback that could throw the ball more than 10 yards. They didn't like have a yards.
2: quarterback who could push downfield.
1: And that's what makes me really, really uh, intrigued by Nick Sirianni, because they finished eighth in offense last year.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so 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 check this out. So you ahead. guys do you, so you guys believe in Michael Pittman Jr., right? Yeah.
2: Can I say one more thing about him? Absolutely. Go ahead. One other thing to note is Carson Wentz loves a big red zone weapon. I mean he's he's gonna be getting touchdowns this year. No yeah. question about it. That was He'll, his only that's his knock. That's, last year. That's, one that's, touchdown. That's yeah. a but
1: Julio uh, has one touchdown too.
2: That's exactly. a healthier version of Alshon, maybe a more dynamic player when it's all said and done. And he doesn't and have that's a bad what he's attitude getting right there. And he doesn't have a bad attitude. He that's correct, hungry, dude. I
0: love him, and like his car prices are super cheap. Like this is an affordable investment that you can quick flip after week one. Because I think he's gonna like. Would it up.
1: you recommend grading him?
0: I would play it out because PSA right now is shut down, so their submissions to send out cards are really expensive right now. That's because what I was asking. Stress, yeah, the express is like $250. And it's ridiculous. It's going to eat it's up so much of the profit. That's, well, okay, all, yeah, that's exactly what I was yeah, asking. Yeah, you don't have any profit yeah. margin if you're grading something for uh, 250 and yeah. whereas he's only selling for maybe 100 Yeah, you're going to go through all it. that to make $15. It doesn't make any sense. So I think you buy the raw cards and then you flip them after week one if he has a big performance. Or you can hold them. The best thing about sports card gambling is it's it's not a gamble. You're, you're investing, right? It's like... It's different from betting on a game. You, if you lose a bet, you have nothing. Yeah. At least if a card, if if he doesn't perform well, you still have that physical thing, you know. So for me, it's like you're not really losing because he can always pop towards the end of the season, and then he can it can it can rise again. So his 2020 Panini Donruss Optic Michael Pittman Jr. Rookie Hollow is going for one to three dollars. It's a steal. It's an Unreal. absolute steal. If you believe in him, it's a steal. I'm telling you. I'm going to get to why I believe this later. Okay. So the number three guy. Now, this is going to shock the hell out of everybody because nobody's really talking about this guy. And my guy is Gabriel Davis on the Buffalo Bills. I think this kid, he's got it. The eye test, when I saw last year, he's got big, big, big play ability. So his numbers last year, 35 catches, 599 yards. 17.1 yards Mm -hmm. per catch with seven touchdowns. That's massive, right? Major. And the Bills are only
1: going to get better. They're going to be better this year.
0: Yeah. The only thing about him is that they have Emmanuel Sanders, but I actually think it kind of gives him more opportunity. It's going to help him. Yeah. He's going to be another year in the offense. He's going to be more comfortable. I think
1: Sanders is a little on the downside, too. Sure. I I, I don't know about that. I really don't.
2: Really? I think he can still play. It's it's a situational thing. He yeah, was in a, was in a think, really like, weird situation. Nobody's going
1: in there saying, like, okay, we need to make sure that we, uh, we, we watch, watch Sanders.
2: That guy can get open with the best of them. I'm surprised running. you still think that. Yeah. Okay, all right. I, the separation was still there this year. I think it was more of a quarterback issue I agree. once once Drew Brees went down. Yeah. But that could like be a, true because the same like,
1: thing with Drew Brees, like I said, about Rivers. Dude, they can't throw the ball more than 10 yards. So, that, all right, that right, I'll give he's, you that. He's, and Allen's got a big arm.
2: He's like an ideal uh-huh. number two receiver. But like Nick said, I think this opens it up even more for Gabriel yeah. Davis because, I mean, he's not going to have very much attention. He's going to be in there as a as a three who's going to be running deep routes. And he already has seven touchdowns averaging 17 yards per catch. I mean, that's that's wild to me. That just screams like he's he's gonna be a very explosive player. People love
1: Do you the think deep he's hit, do you think he's a hit or miss in terms of fantasy? Like like Deshaun Jackson, where you either get thirty points or you get four. I, I, think, I
0: think he's hit or miss. I'm not
2: I'm not picking he's your him home in run fantasy. Guy. Maybe in a in a nice matchup in a fill in you know
1: for an injury yeah um or a bye week or something
2: yeah something like that uh depends on how deep your league is in a deeper league yeah um but overall like you know real life i think i mean seven touchdowns already like that that's spectacular this early on um and josh Allen's also gonna only get better and he can throw downfield and they are gonna have a, a level of comfortability that they didn't have um, no
0: i definitely agree and and his prices his 2020 panini prism silver prism Card number 312 is going for 2 to $7. Damn. That's insane to me. That's going for, more than, that's a, going for more, more than than Michael rent. Pittman. <laughs> so a silver rookie for a guy like that is worth the risk for me. Because I think if he has a big week one where he's catching bombs week one. Everybody's
1: going to jump on him.
0: Absolutely. You buy it for $2, you could sell that thing for $20 after yeah. week one. You just made 10x your money. Right, You make so, it sound so easy, Nick, but that's because he knows his shit. So check this out, guys. So for everybody listening out there, here's a perspective thing. DK Metcalf last year, I was buying him in the summer for 3 $4 a piece. I remember. Oh, right? God. I remember. I what? literally he remember He went this. bananas last year. I sold his cards at like a 40 to $50 range immediately. Jeez. Immediately. And you that's still over, have some. That's over. I, I still have some. I graded them a yeah. couple when the prices were down, Yeah. so it was affordable. So the profit margin was still there. Yeah. So now I'm not I'm not grading cards as much because I I see opportunity in the, in the raw cards. Like for me, I can make ten. Do X you think the time. grading
1: price is going to come down once everything settles down?
0: I sure hope so because I would love to go you know start grading yeah. again. I miss it, like it, the process. Well, and you know is I have cards and, just
1: sitting here, but what am I? I mean I can't send them in. I'm yeah. the only one I could really send in that. Has long-term potential will probably be my Zion, the yeah, pink I, hollow. That was sick.
2: So Nick, like, quick question: <laughs> Would you would you recommend holding anything that you think is, let's say, uh, if if they're starting value, if they're at like a hundred bucks or something, and they have long-term potential, would you hold them right now as opposed to making a quick flip on eBay? Like, let's let's say like the ones you just mentioned where you can get ten x. Um, would you like? I'll, I'll give you an example. Like, what if the card is you know you got it for 100 or it was valued at 100 at one point and then uh you see that it's now at 200 Mm -hmm. are you taking it or are you holding it for something with long-term potential
0: uh i'm probably selling it and reinvesting it that's a good point honestly because like i don't want to get caught with the bag (laughs) you know i don't so that's that's the game for me okay you're gonna take a loss here and there right yeah but for me it's like if you hold the bag you're done you lose all that money so just take your loss and then take the money and reinvest it and then we'll into something that you think is going to be you know um valuable in the short term because you want to make up that hundred bucks so you're gonna you know strategize in the how, how can i make up for that hundred bucks
2: and then we'll wait and see panini to catch up with all all the demand and then then we right. can revisit
0: this right and my, and my thing is like all right so like let's go back to dk metcalf right so like mm-hmm. his current car prices right now are you know, 2019 Panini Donruss Optic card number 163 hollow is going for 70 bucks right now. And his Prism Silver card number 343 is going for 150. So, like, my thing is, like, if these guys can, like, boom, if these guys can boom, then my thing is, why not? It's, it's worth the risk because you can you're, you're able to you're able to uh, make some more money in the, in the future. Like my thing is like if I buy IUK at twenty bucks, his silver prism, and he goes off this year, I could sell him for one fifty or hundred bucks. That's five X my return if I wanted to. So out of yeah. the out of the three though, <clears throat> between IUK, Pittman, and Davis, I, I would probably hold on to IUK. Um because I think like the rookie quarterback would matter.
1: Do you think do I you... think
0: the connection with him and Trey Lance would would pick up and I think for the future, that's what they're hoping. So I think he's a hold.
2: I think he's the highest upside of the three 2 But well, I'm not mad if
0: you flip Ayuk because I mean, not for nothing is he, he's he's not is he top twenty? That's debatable. So for me, it's like I would rather just take my money and then reinvest it into something bigger. So that's that's how I would. Approach. Do
1: you think that raw cards are going to be the dominant this year because of everything that's so fucked up with PSA? Probably,
0: probably. Like and then- buying
1: and flipping. Like I mean, obviously slabs are slabs. They look better. They're they're you know they're mint condition mm-hmm. for, well some of them i mean you don't really buy like fours and fives but do you think that because of everything that's going on the the flip game and the buy game is all going to go raw
0: i i believe that right now yeah until until we get okay. further information from psa um as far as you know just regular prices yeah to shipping out you know but the problem with that is it takes about six to nine months or a year
1: that's what i'm saying like yeah i
0: waited a whole year to get my cards back
2: it's insane i remember taking you to the post office so, last year so, so that's the last time you, you saw those cards you could yeah. lose
0: right like i i was grading Dwayne haskins and gardner Minshews. I'm sorry I'm to hold, hear that, but I'm holding the bag now because yeah. like I had to wait all that time to get my cards back. So I'm imagine, like, well,
1: fuck! Imagine people that sent out Deshaun Sean Watsons to get graded, and oh, then all that shit came out.
0: Yeah, that's that's <laughs> they're in a hole right now. They'll yeah. be holding them for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, but I, I would hold unless Deshaun they go to the Watson.
1: massage parlor. Then they ain't holding them <laughs> more.
0: I, I I would hold Deshaun Sean Watson though, just in case he came back, because when he does come back, I think he's gonna. It's his car prices are gonna go bananas. So I think I he's know. a hold. If that, you have Deshaun Watson cards,
2: that's a really good input, Nick.
0: Personally. Taking so like,
2: notes always taking notes. Everybody yeah, listen up, but yo, we're going to move on. You, We talked about the 49ers for a second. This is going to be a quick hit here. Okay. There was a report that came out, actually not even a report because Kyle Shanahan blatantly admitted that they were in on Matthew Stafford and they thought that they could wait till the morning to submit an offer. Suddenly, boom, things just happened real quick. McVeigh must've, you know, McVeigh and squad, they must've made a really juicy offer and the 49ers missed out. So they were in on Stafford. Um, I, I would assume that most people say that the Niners are not the favorite to win a division, right? Who who would you guys take initially? Was probably the Rams. Play. Rams. Uh, I, Rams are Seattle. And
1: I never count, count out Seattle. Arizona, you know? Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I never count out Seattle. So, but I mean, yeah, I would, I would probably lean Rams, especially now with uh, Stafford. And I would
2: I would probably be there too. Um, and you st- I mean, loaded division. You still got yeah. Seattle. You still got
1: Arizona, who's going to take a, a leap? Probably. Yeah, they'll, they'll probably be eight and nine um, this
0: year. What? <laughs> but wait, but wait. what's your beef so, with uh, Kyler Murray, man?
1: It's not so much him. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury. I think he blows. I
2: don't like him either. I but think we're, we're going to get we're going to get to that eventually.
1: Yeah. Not today. Patrick Mahomes we, 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 with we Cliff Kingsbury. Patrick Mahomes with Andy Reid. Hard to argue. Yeah, I don't. I just Good don't. Point. I don't believe in Cliff Kingsbury, and I think that. I mean, not that I don't believe in Kyler Murray. I think he's talented, but I don't. I mean. He's throwing the D hop last year. He can't make the playoffs.
0: So. He don't do it for you.
1: I think he's yeah, on the yeah. He's yeah, just not that guy.
2: I think he's on the hot seat, and he and he should be. He really should absolutely
1: be. absolutely should be on the hot seat. Kyler if he's not, bails
2: just... him out like no other. The play calling he does bland, yeah, which is supposed to be his forte, but yeah. Uh, my follow up question with this whole lead up is: Would the Niners be your pick for this division if Stafford was their quarterback?
1: Uh, uh, for me, no. But the only reason I say that is because I believe that Matt Stafford can win with a team like the Rams, who are a good team at with with or without the quarterback. Like they're they're like Jared Goff was winning with them. I don't believe that you can put Matt Stafford on a team and he elevates the whole team to win.
0: I mean Jimmy G took him to the Super Bowl, though.
1: This team is playoff ready. That's a good they just point. they had a really That's rough a good point injury I'll give that. year. That's a good point.
0: They they have a really good roster, one of the
2: best in the NFL. Um to me. I would say it would have it would have moved the needle a lot. I would have needed to see who the Rams got instead. Um if if you're assuming that Jared Goff was still that's, the quarterback, that's, that's a good angle then too. You give yeah. me I'm taking the Niners, definitely. Because they're more well, I, they're I more loaded on the defensive side than Seattle and, and offensively they would cancel out to me. Um and Arizona would be like a close you know, Arizona and and LA with Goff would be fighting for a third place, maybe a wild card. So where do you have seattle right now i mean they're definitely gonna they're gonna be a playoff team you got russell wilson so um i don't think they're winning the division at the moment i would need to see another move or two but I, i'm leaning rams right now currently i mean they had the, the best defense in the nfl last year and and they have a very dynamic offense that was just waiting for a quarterback upgrade so they definitely got one.
1: I think the Rams are going to be good this year.
2: Yeah, they'll they'll be good. I really do. I they're think gonna they're going to make be really some noise. Good.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. So t- to go back to your question, if the Niners would be divisional winners if they had Stafford, it's hard because they have Kittle. So what's what's Stafford's history with with tight ends? Because that does matter.
2: Yeah, I mean, kind of. It, it seems more like like when he had one, he'd be willing to throw it there. Like T.J. Hawkinson had a breakout
1: year. Um, he was a good tight end in fantasy. I had him. Yeah, I, mean, I had yeah, him in yeah, my uh, and my
2: boss's league. He so like that's the thing is he never really had that type of tight end. Like Brandon Pettigrew was supposed to be <laughs> I was that gonna, guy. I and I just, say his
0: name. Dude. All he that
2: could do <laughs> was block <laughs> Brandon <laughs> Pettigrew. <dude. laughs> Yo, I thought he was gonna be like big time,
1: but yeah. I forgot about that dude. That's oh funny, my, bro. See, I mean, oh my god, you like that?
0: <laughs> yeah, Brandon Pettigrew. I, that was the first name that popped in my head when I like referred to. Uh, Detroit's tight ends.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had what? Like Joseph Faria? And I mean, he I had remember no Faria. Yeah. Too. He yeah, had no that tight ends. Funny, dude.
0: Oh, yeah. my so God. It would be interesting to see how he would connect with Kittle. Um, I think it's just like, but he'd get I, featured, I, you know? Yeah, I feel like it would be second nature. Yeah. So <laughs> I would put the Niners in the division or winner.
2: Because is like, that crazy? Stafford yeah.
0: I mean they're, they, dude, they're loaded.
2: They man. miss it by possibly a day and they were willing to make a move. They had the draft capital before they moved up to pick three. They had a ton of capital. So interesting though, hindsight twenty twenty. I mean, it is what it is now, and hopefully Trey Lance pans out for them. Yeah. Um I'm to we're gonna revisit this. Yeah, we definitely he's a baller.
1: I love Lance, dude. I, I like him. him too.
2: But um, we're gonna revisit this when we preview the NFL season that that should be in the coming weeks. Um, we're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna be talking quarterbacks again. Oh. And Oof. this was a good one. this is this is I, I wouldn't say it's a common debate, but it will be when all players that I mentioned right now are retired and done eligible. All three are Hall of Fame eligible and maybe even probable. I'll leave that up to you guys in a sec. We're talking about the historic 2004 draft class, okay? Eli Manning went first overall. He got flipped Fuck to the Chargers.
1: <laughs> Philip Rivers him. <laughs> at four. Yeah,
2: I fucking can't stand him. But um, Philip Rivers went fourth overall. You know the infamous trade. The Giants traded Eli uh, to the Chargers. Uh, the, the, tra- the Chargers traded Eli to the Giants for... Uh, Rivers and two picks that wound up being Sean Merriman and Nate Keating. So that was like, wow. I mean, they the trade, it seems to work out for both of them, I guess, in the in the long run. And then uh, you had Big Ben, who went 11th overall. Um, You want me to give you the, the resumes? Please. Stat resume? Yeah. I mean, Eli had the two rings. Uh, two of the most impressive we've ever seen. I hate even admitting it. Look, uh, not impressive. <laughs> Eli's career numbers right here fifty seven thousand twenty three passing yards with three hundred sixty six touchdowns, two hundred forty four interceptions. Um, that's in two hundred and thirty four starts. He was an Iron man. he he started, I mean he had that long ass streak. Um, completion percentage was around sixty percent.
1: That's kind of eh. And that streak was broken real fast because <laughs> they benched him for Geno Smith, which is like one of the wor- most classless things an organization can do. You were already trash when you did that. Why you would break that streak is just that is that was so bad. I hated when they. It was did. a bad look. There was no need to do that. Who? What? That dude with the hair. I can't think of his name. Who was that? Ben McAdoo. Oh,
2: oh, my that, God. It was him, that wasn't goofy, it? That oh, yeah. goofy motherfucker. He, was yeah, he sucked, too. Um, like, who are you
1: to make that call, bro? Yeah.
2: I agree, Mike. Um, but moving on to Rivers. Okay. I'm going to give you his stats now. He had 63,440 yards passing, 421 touchdowns, 209 interceptions. Completion percentage was just about 65. Um, no Super Bowls. He, he was on some very impressive teams over time. They didn't get real far. They had a, a couple of disappointing runs. Um, it's a shame he tore his ACL in the playoffs that one year because that looked like the year. You know, that was the big, the big time year. Yeah. They were stacked everywhere. Yeah. LT was running wild. Um, it just didn't happen. It didn't work out. Um, but very good. But that wasn't 07. That was. Oh six, when they went fourteen and
0: two.
2: 7 they had a good year too. Um,
0: well, that's when they made the AFC Championship game, and I know that. Yeah, I guess because it was the 0-7 playoff year. I guess. Yeah. Uh,
2: it was oh seven by the time we had played. That was
0: the undefeated season, wasn't it? Yeah, they played against the Patriots. <coughs> yeah. in The AFC Championship. game.
2: And, and Rivers there. wasn't even like, I mean, he was. It was his first year as a starter. So, um, yeah, that was the year I believe. But either way, uh, they had a 13-3 team. They they had a lot of missed opportunities. And he had an impressive performance with the Colts this year. They they made some noise. They fell short. But anyway, Big Ben's resume. Big Ben, 60,348 passing yards, 396 touchdowns, 201 interceptions, completion percentage around 64, and still going, um, albeit – You know, he's definitely a little more ineffective than in the past. Their offensive line is still trash. He's got a lot of weapons, so who knows how much time he's gonna have to to get the the ball to them. Um two rings. So guys, who you got? Like who who is the best of the three in your opinion? And I then want to know my follow up question is are they getting in the hall of fame? You break down each one individually. And you don't have to go long and drawn out. I'm just curious, though, because everybody you take talks this? about this draft class. I'll take the wheel. Go like ahead, that bitch Go, go first. Ahead.
0: I think Big Ben is a <laughs> surefire Hall of Famer. Uh, no cap. Just the impact that he had on the Steelers. Uh, his, his rookie year was incredible, going, like, what, 15-1. and um, To me, just Big Ben's longevity, you know? And he, he always had the Steelers in the playoffs. They were always contenders. Uh, he has two rings um so you can't take that away from him and his stats are the best out of all of them so he's definitely the hall of fame for me uh philip rivers that's debatable but I, i definitely have him in my hall of fame um i'm a rivers guy he's my second favorite quarterback of all time i mean the what he did in the afc championship game with a torn acl against probably arguably the best team ever uh in the 07 patriots that gets my respect um like as a leader i think a lot of people you know his I'll give you that he's would, an awesome leader i love the would way he rally around him right 100%. Like, so for me like i i appreciate that about his game how fiery he is and um he's just a, a great player so for me i i i would have would put philip rivers in the hall of fame um eli manning can go fuck himself so he's not in my <laughs> hall of fame uh he has two great runs but he was never really regarded as a top five quarterback in the league ever so for me if hall of famer you got to be in that top five discussion
1: bro not for nothing you it would probably be hard to argue him around like
0: top 10 well <laughs> for real maybe. bro he's like
1: I, I, i'll save it go ahead keep, finish go ahead Michael. so
0: for me like eli even in the super bowls he didn't have crazy stats he just had lucky fucking place too yeah the uh helmet catch with tyree where he basically closed his fucking eyes and just threw the ball <laughs> in the air, and I don't know how he escaped the sack. Then, I don't either, know how he caught it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that I thought too, he was going
1: to be on the ground. I, I think mean, the s- too, <laughs> escaping the sack was better.
0: Yeah. Was yeah. probably
1: better than the catch, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and then the Mario Manningham play was just like probably one of the best throws. Throw. One
1: yeah. of the best throws I've ever seen in yeah. a game for real
0: in Super Bowl history. It so, has to be for me. Like just having those two runs is. It's, they're Hall of Fame worthy, but if I'm looking at the body of work throughout his entire career, he was never a threat. Like, I didn't look at the Giants be like, oh, shit, they have Eli Manning. Like, fuck, we're screwed.
1: I would look at him and be like, yo, awesome, they got Eli. Yeah, I
2: like, was looking forward to that every time the Eagles face him. I'm yeah. like, the Eagles have his number. They're going to win. And you saw, uh-huh. I mean, the Eagles' success against the Giants... With Eli at the helm, it was spectacular.
0: Yeah, I look forward to that week. You kidding me? Yeah, and Philip Rivers was like—he's known to turn the was ball a, over. He was—he <laughs> was a threat, right? Like he was. He was—he him and Gates, him and Gates' connection was like the best, like one of the best of all time. So like their run was great. He just doesn't have a Super Bowl. That's what kills him. It's a shame. And that's probably why he went to the Colts, because he probably saw an opportunity where he can actually win one. By just being, you know, at the tail end of his career, where he doesn't have to put up crazy stats to win, because they were just a solid built team, and he had a good season. Too. He did it had a great, season. good yeah, season, did, bro. Yeah, I not mean, great, yeah. but
1: good. You know, really yeah. good. Eighth ranked offense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, I would put Rivers Hall of Fame, Big Ben Hall of Fame, and Eli I can go fuck himself. Like I said, so yeah. That's, Do you think that's he's good. gonna get in though? Like, it is he gonna get in? Probably because he's in New, the New York media area, like the New York. <laughs> Uh, area is just you know they're, they're they're just strong over there so for me yeah. like I think the New York culture is gonna is gonna automatically put Eli in there I think the discussions are gonna be ramping up yep. because of that so it's just a market New York yeah. market I think it's just it's really hard to match so I think Eli will get it not, not first ballot though I will make myself clear he's not getting the first ballot
1: <laughs> he better not so I think Ben Roethlisberger is the best of the three um he holds like 40 NFL records or some crazy thing like that. Like I think Ben over obviously Ben's overall body of work is just superior to both of them. Um so I would definitely take Ben and I like Ben as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um you know I mean he had a couple bumps with like with the rape case and shit like that. So that may affect him getting into first or second ballot. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think Ben. I think it's clear to be honest. I don't really think that's up for debate. Philip Rivers to me is not a Hall of Famer. He just didn't do enough in the post in the postseason. He's three and four in the postseason, I believe. He made one AFC Championship game. and You just said it. LT Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates is up for the Hall of Fame in 2023. Don't quote me on that. I believe or 2000. I, no, I think it's 2023. But to me, Philip Rivers just didn't do enough. Like he has records and stuff, yeah, but it didn't equate to shit. I mean, it it didn't though, and that, I'm not saying that like that's not a personal attack. It's really the truth. He didn't do shit.
0: Did Dan Marino do shit? He at least got to the bowl. Yeah, he but, got
1: there. Like he never got there. But is that
0: worth like really like a whole yeah? Thing? Like not, he if you got get to the Super Bowl and lose, is that like a nod? I mean, Dan Marino's well, he all right. So well, he started not- in
1: all right. So 2007, Philip Rivers comes into the game. He retires in 2021, and that's has so in 2007. So in 14 years. He went to seven playoff games. Not good enough, dude. That's not Hall of Fame worthy. It's not good enough. It's just not. And you have a losing record. Like I said, the, the, the AFC championship game in 07 when he played on the torn ACL, that's awesome, bro. I salute you. You're a gamer. That's why so many people love him. That's leadership. But he's not a Hall of Famer. Cut that there. Eli Manning is like the weirdest quarterback in the world to try and judge. He's a 500 quarterback overall record. 116 and 116.
2: I was going to reference that.
1: Yeah, he he has two good Super Bowl runs and mediocrity everywhere else. As we were saying before, I don't know if he was ever a top ten quarterback. I, I really don't. I like I. If somebody said right now, go back and look. At, I can't go right off the top, but if I had just, I'm just thinking of his entire career. I don't think he was ever a top ten quarterback in the NFL, where you actually got fear when he was coming into your building. All right, like. And it, he, like I said, he won two Super Bowls. I actually think there's a chance for him to get in on the first ballot because of narrative. And I think he's a really nice guy, and that's going to play into his favor. Brother of Peyton, two Super Bowl rings. He won the only two Super Bowls that he got to. But like, and that also goes to my Phillip Rivers thing. Like Eli Manning, you, he won two of them. So I can't, like, it's hard to say it's luck twice. But it's like he actually did get there, and he just happened to be the best quarterback ever so Eli Manning I think he's getting in the Hall of Fame I would say fuck no like emphatically no I would say because I just I <laughs> don't know yeah I don't I and there's just no way for me like it's it's Eli Manning dude he, he did nothing special Yeah. And especially like the back end of his career. I feel like he had a back end of his career through all of his career. (laughs) But it's like after like 2000, I don't know, like 2015, 16, like he was just garbage. Like it was like you looked forward to playing him and he was holding them back. I mean, he's playing with Odell Beckham and things like that. And he just he couldn't. I, no, no, he's just not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, I don't need I'm, to rant anymore. He's yeah. not a Hall of Famer. He's not. I don't I'm, care. And he's going to get in, but and I'm, he doesn't deserve it.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of hurt that you said Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. That I apologize, hurts. bro. I, I really Philip do. Rivers. I know. Surprise, it's Thomas. not I that. Love Philip Rivers, no, it's man. not that.
1: But to me, Philip Rivers. This is exactly how I remember Philip Rivers. He's going to throw a pick and lose this game. <laughs> That's exactly how I remember Philip Rivers. Me and my brother laugh about this all the time because my dad is the biggest Philip Rivers fan in the world. Second to you. I love
2: So that. you're it, a narrative guy, too. What's up? You're a narrative guy to an extent.
1: Oh, no, no, no. You remember, I watch. You, you I watch remember observe. his big moments, though. I always re- – I just – I don't think he has any big moments.
0: Fair enough. That's I mean, not I'm true. Not gonna, I, listen. He went into Indianapolis and took out the Colts. They were the number one seed. They, Was their, they, were, they were their second seed. Yeah. Well, they, they were ridiculous. Well, here's shit. a narrative.
1: Peyton Manning's a choke artist. I don't believe that, but that's a narrative. So you could say he got an easier one. I mean, Peyton Manning, I think, holds the record for most losses as a, first, as a one seed. Like, I yeah. don't—
0: Wolf, well, the first round exits, right? No, I think he
1: has the most playoff losses as a quarterback as the number one seed.
0: Wow. That's a stat for you. Jeez. Oh my God. How about you, Mike? Wh- which, who's, what do you think?
1: So, wait a minute. So wait, wait,
0: wait. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I apologize. So rocking? He's just not in Mike's Hall of Fame. I apologize, man.
0: <laughs> I really do. I'm, I'm hurt. I don't want to talk to him. I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Mike? What's your thoughts? So, I'll, I'll wrap this up pretty quickly for you
2: guys. And this might surprise you. Oh, here we the go. best of the three, Philip Rivers. I love now, it. Career. I love it. Listen, best player of the three was Phillip Rivers. And he is statistically leading both of them right now. Ben could pass him this year if he doesn't fall apart uh, injury-wise. Career-wise, I would take Ben. He has the two rings and the stats that Eli is nowhere near. Um, Is Rivers getting into the Hall of Fame? Yes. Uh, Is it going to be a close call? I think it probably will be. He did not have enough success... um, which is a real shame. I, I, it's, a, it's like one of those things where, look, it's still a team. It's a team thing, but he, he just did not always have enough around him on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. I mean, it, it, you look at different parts of his career. It depends. It really all depends. Um, and he fell, he fell in between a couple – it was like a rebuild almost, a couple of times. He, he survived a few of those. He got him to the rebuild. Stop. I wouldn't say that, Mike. Stop.
1: He was, was he the quarterback during Stop the rebuild? It. That's shade, Mike. Was he? Was he the quarterback during
0: look, the rebuild? Simple yes, simple no. He was, was not he? the problem though.
2: So look, the defense. Stop. The defense fell into a Don't ditch. Don't go there. Right? The defense fell into a ditch <laughs> after <laughs> their <laughs> after their big years and LT retired. The defense fell into a ditch. They were remodeling. Let's say they renovated and they and they finally got something. They still have injuries to this day, but they have a very balanced roster that could make some noise with with Justin Herbert currently, and that started. With Philip Rivers overseeing the last, you know,
1: retooling. Um, yeah, he gave him a couple more losing seasons before. He his would've departure. he would have had a nice year this Great year. Guy.
2: If he stayed there, he would have had a nice year, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, they would have been a comfortable five and eleven. He would've got him a, he would have got him a very Man high shade, you know what?
2: you're right. He would have uh, got him I'm a hurt. very high draft pick. That's major shade.
1: He would have got him a very That's high That's Disrespectful. Effect. It
0: is.
2: I'll move on to, to save us from, from that. That is just disrespectful. I was just right getting there. ready to go into
1: a whole new this topic is on Philip Rivers. I was getting ready to go into a whole new topic of a comparison of a player that most people probably say is not a Hall of Famer, but then say Phillip Rivers is. You save know it, that name. It, I'm saving it. it. I'm not saying shit. Save
2: it. Um Big Ben, though, yeah, the playoff runs. Um he is probably gonna pass Rivers, I believe. Um he'll just make it through enough games this season, and then maybe he'll retire or get forced out next year. So Um, give me Big Ben career-wise. He's getting into the Hall of Fame, not even a question. Eli, mediocre quarterback, guys. He had elite moments when it really mattered. And those playoff performances, I'm sorry, like, I hate saying this, but they were beyond clutch, and he was very good in the playoffs. There was, yes, there was some luck, but every team that wins a Super Bowl, there's always a lucky bounce somewhere along the way. That's just how it is. And the Patriots, I know Nick, it hurts, but the Patriots have had a lot of lucky bounces also. So, I mean, look, mediocre quarterback, 500 quarterback. He had barely a 1.5 TD to INT ratio. I mean, that's that's mediocre to me, especially, I mean, 60, 60% completion percentage. That's mediocre. But guess what? I hate saying it. He's probably going to get in, guys. I'm t- I know undeservedly, he Undeservedly, but he's probably
0: getting in. How do you judge him? Like, that's why? what I'm saying. He's wide. What makes you say that?
2: He had the longevity, uh, like enough seasons to put him over the top statistically with who was currently in the Hall of Fame and then obviously had the success, which everyone remembers his playoff runs. Yeah. And that's just how it's going to be remembered. I mean, 37 game-winning drives and 27 comebacks. Like that's, I mean, that's
0: unbelievable unbelievable that's right up there with ben and philip rivers i mean so do you think that the new york market has an effect on that i actually don't i actually do
2: not much maybe a little but he's gonna get in that's just this is again this is standing this is not first ballot but this is his standing with with who's currently in and how i believe the voters will perceive him i think he's getting in and it kills me to say because he's mediocre
1: ben roethlisberger holds 24 nfl records
2: He's a
0: stud. He was awesome.
2: I mean, it's a shame. I actually think he's got a little bit of juice left, but there's no 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 offensive offensive line. line. So it it goes out the window.
0: See, what makes Ben great is that he had to adjust during his career because he was a dual-threat quarterback. He was throwing and running. But now, that you know, and then he got older and older. He had injuries and stuff. So then he became a pocket passer. So his greatness is definitely – Amongst all that. Yeah. It's yeah. actually. It's an just ind- the adjustment. It is an in
1: indictment eight. on him that he didn't win with Bell and Brown. It's not. Bro, they it's were not. loaded. They, they they should, they're they they're done done cancerous, boys.
0: They're cancerous players. They could have done I'll more. I'll give you that. They weren't in the beginning. Except AB, though.
1: In the beginning, they weren't, dude.
0: AB with Brady is a different animal. But, but in the
1: beginning, whatever. AB and Bell weren't like that. It only got messy after like year three or four. But the first two years, they were together.
0: Well, they ran into Brady.
1: I mean, I mean that probably a good point to be honest. But it's like you know, they 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 had a nice window where they could have they could have done more.
2: I'll admit that. But still, the resume's there: two rings, yeah, and one of the all-time greats,
1: and and an iconic throw in that Super Bowl against the yep. Cardinals. Oh, he he yeah. had he had plenty to, uh, of moments. To Antonio Holmes. Oh, that oh was my God! Absolutely phenomenal!
2: Corner. Absolutely phenomenal! But guys, I'm gonna push us forward. We're gonna have we're gonna have a little curveball here. We're gonna touch on some UFC. Oh. I mean, how can you not talk about the McGregor Poirier fight? Um, I would love to dissect it for you guys, but I want to hear your thoughts first. Um I'm just I'm blown away. I cannot believe the actual outcome. But I want to hear your input first. Like I I mean, honestly, I'll even ask you this. Is Connor's career over?
1: Un unfortunately and sadly, I think is I think do I think he's gonna fight again? Yes. Is his career over?
2: Yes. As a top dog, you mean his oh my, career? Oh a,
1: yeah, bro. So you don't,
2: you don't think he'll get another headline fight? I no, mean, I on. do.
1: He's a draw. Mm-hmm. Don't don't get but it to UFC us, but is a UFC draw wise,
2: though. Like, do you think do you think he'll get? I think yeah, a I think he will headline the top dogs one more time. At least? I
1: do absolutely. I think he's gonna come back and fight Poirier because he's all that shit. He was just talking in the ring and then he was like at his daughter on Twitter or something like that. But I think he. I don't think he didn't evolve with the fight game. Like he's very Ronda Rousey esque. They were their strikers who if they can't get their opponents out in fight in, in that first five minutes, they're dead. Like they just their games didn't evolve to where it's at. Like and like I said, Dustin Poirier was beating his ass. He got one good shot on him with his elbow when he was on the ground. Go back and look and you could see in the interviews he posted on his Instagram story. You see Poirier keep rubbing his temple. He did get one solid shot on him. But Poirier rocked him, too, because he stumbled backwards when he caught him with a left hand. Yeah. So I just—I don't, like—I don't—those days of Conor getting in that ring and electrifying everyone are gone. He'll electrify you in the the pre-fight the pre the pre-fight when they do the face-to-face, when they're doing all that shit-talking. He, that draw is still there because he's a great shit-talker, and he's entertaining.
0: But see, I disagree with you that the arena would be not— electrified as much because of the hype building up to the fight due to his words and his entertainment no
1: i think his 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 fighting is not electrifying anymore <sighs> i don't think he's I, an electric fighter
2: fighting
0: I, yeah <laughs> i disagree i just think it was a fluke freaking incident man well all I right do. so so you that, don't think he's done nick i don't think he's done man i'm never gonna count out a champion i'm never doing that i don't <sighs> he just i, I I don't know what he's you got. He's got that dog of. in him, dude. But does he's he? A is the question, he's a does different. he? I'm going to say I, this. I
1: I'm
2: going to say this guys because I had plenty of time to dissect this and I watched the replays so many times I can't even count, okay? I don't think he's done after watching that fight. And here's why. It was literally a 50-50 fight until when he actually fractured his ankle before the compound fracture, he right?
1: broke that ankle.
2: Before <laughs> he fractured the tibia and whatever, okay? Before that, it was a very even fight. If not he had the lead at one point. It was a very close fight in the beginning.
1: The scorecards were 10-10, 8-10, 9. Yeah,
2: well, in yeah, the end result, yeah, of course, but in the very beginning, Connor Connor seemed to have a slight upper hand. And here's the turning point. The turning point was this and I don't know if you caught this or if you watched the post Post uh, fight show and all that stuff. He broke his ankle before the they compound saw, fracture. I
1: saw that. They did say that.
2: And watch this. I want I want you guys to watch this closely. Okay, it was it was one kick that Poirier claims he blocked. He did not block it. Um, it was a kick slightly above his knee. It was a left foot kick, and he landed it with major force. And you could see the ankle break flapping. So. It wasn't, it wasn't, no, not flappy, but like it broke. Because as soon as his foot touched the ground, you could see it was already starting to balloon up a little bit. And then he loaded up for a heel kick. And then precisely right after that, this is when Poirier took him down. Um, and the way it went was he had Connor by the one leg, his right leg, which was a strong leg. And you could see Connor had no strength on that left leg on the takedown. He just literally threw his ass, which is why. Everyone was talking about the guillotine. Oh, that's not Connor's thing. He doesn't he doesn't ever go for the submission. I think that happened because Connor realized on the way down, my ankle's fucked up. I gotta do something to try to win this match right now. I bet you didn't think of this. I have to do something to win this I didn't. match. I was right watching now. I was watching
1: him get his ass whooped.
2: And he went for the guillotine, and then that's when, you know, once once Poirier got out of it, he started beating the shit out of him. Connor got a couple shots in, you're correct. That elbow. Yeah. I mean, he got a couple of them. He had a couple of kicks to the face. No question, though, the ankle was definitely broke to a degree. Um, I don't know how bad, but it was broken. Um, It had to be, though. It was sprained, you know, whatever. It was something like that. Because then when you see when he finally gets up, and he rarely, like, when he gets into a takedown, he's kind of fucked. He's not that type of guy. So Poirier, I didn't didn't think he was going to get up. He gets up surprisingly, and then he's loading up for a kick, and then that's when the leg gave out. He kind of he was trying to land on the ball of his foot yeah. and load up a kick, but he missed. He actually landed on the side of his foot, and his whole fucking leg just out. I can't believe his
1: bone didn't come out of his skin.
2: And that's exactly what happened. I want you guys, I want you guys too, I want all of you to watch this again and tell me what you see on the replay. Okay. Give us some feedback, all right? Put it in the comments section, and then tell us what you think of Connor's future. Because, guys, I, I think not only is he going to get another shot at Poirier— Put that pole up. Oh, I will. Don't you worry. put that pole up. He's going to get another shot at Poirier. Um, Pending that result, like, initially I was thinking, uh, I don't know if he's a top flight guy anymore, but he'll he'll have some draw. He might get some boxing matches thrown in somewhere. He really should go into boxing. Let's be honest. He really should. 100%. He he could actually do well there.
1: He's a striker.
2: He's not. He's definitely, I mean, he's He's not a grappler. He's He's not wrestling on the ground. He's on the downside of his UFC career, but I think he's got a couple more in him. Yeah, you so, got a
1: couple more L's.
2: But, I mean, I just wanted, I wanted you guys to look at it that way because I, I really dissected this thing, and they were talking about it after the match. It was just like, you know, wow. I'm surprised because it was really – it was just such a freak injury. It was really weird. I mean, it's a shame. And, and Anderson Silva had something similar. He never was the same. So, I mean, it, it could – we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. He's on a
1: six-month McGregor's medical ban from UFC. So six months puts him to January.
2: He's 32 years old.
1: Could he headline next
0: July?
2: I, he's probably going to wait a little longer. Get his strength back.
0: Yeah. Um, At least a year.
2: They'll give him time because they're going to want this one to be a good one. And they're going to want to see. I mean, I, I actually wanted to see what would happen in round two. There was going to be a round two. First time I could say, like, I felt like, wow, I was impressed that Connor was was going the distance a little bit because he doesn't have the endurance. Uh, he usually is, like Mike said, quick striking out. That's it. So we'll see. I mean, interesting though. I want you to look at this because I was just like, "Wow!" Like I, I can't believe that this is what happened. This is, you know.
0: what's what's your prediction for his next move? Does he take a celebrity boxing match or next? Does no, he do Poirier. A
2: Poirier UFC? round four, and we're gonna call it a rematch because no one knows you. Even though Poirier was winning the fight at that point, you don't know what was going to happen in round two. It yeah. was very close before before. The fracture occurred before the compound fracture, obviously, but before the the moment where Connor's night just fell apart, the initial break where he broke it above the knee.
0: That was sad. Crazy. Hard to watch, honestly. But you know what? I can't watch it. The shit he 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 was saying, though,
2: pre fight, the shit he was saying, it's like it's kind of karma, though. Saying shit about
1: killing another man and then. Yeah, and and then and in the your sleep and your wife fight. is in me DMs. Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, yeah. it's funny and all, but like, th-
0: keep yeah, that went, out. Keep that stuff was, out. He was a little, he was feeling himself a little bit. Nah, I mean, talking about killing somebody before a fight, that's okay for me.
1: <laughs> no, he's saying he's going to kill him in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, he said he was going to kill him. He's going to kill him, like him and his wife in her sleep.
0: Oh, that's a little was It was, fun, it was but, a little but, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Actually, it was very fucked up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, leave the wife out of it. Oh, the man wife, to man, like, yeah, just, the DM man thing man. with yeah. the wife, yeah, that was yeah. Like, leave the wife out of it. Yeah, I think I Jake
1: Paul would trash him.
0: Stop, <laughs> stop it.
2: Uh, was it Jake or Logan? I think it was Jake who was like already like yeah, peeing him up for a fight.
1: Jake, it's funny.
0: It'll as
2: happen as well. at some point, of course. But moving on, guys. So, we're going to, we're going to, this is going to be like a quick rundown segment. We're going to call it the rundown.
0: Before we move on, ahead, please Nick. don't forget to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Follow us
2: on social. Anyway, um, this is going to be the rundown. Quick mentions, really quick. We're going through everything. Um, and that's going to be it for us after that. All right. Sounds good. How's it go? Luke, you like that? You like that? I like that. I like that. All right, MLB, all-star game. American League wins again. Home Run Derby, Pete Alonso wins again. Your thoughts, was it a
1: worthwhile watch, either of them? Derby was. I like the Derby. Only thing is, I wish they would go back. I wish they would get away from the rapid fire, the timer. I'm not like, I, I feel like to me, that, that took uh, Otani out of it. I like it. He looked
0: gassed. But I liked it.
1: Yeah, no, I wasn't, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the timer. I like the, the uh, traditional way.
2: I personally didn't watch. I actually watched more of the celebrity softball game than I did both other <laughs> events combined. And I'm so I'm so frustrated with baseball right now. Like just everything they have no, they don't have a pulse at all. They don't understand. They, they they're tone deaf. The product's going downhill because the idiots who run the league don't know what the hell they're doing.
1: I actually think baseball's on a little bit of an uptick right now. I feel like they got some flavor. They have
2: a major... They got, they, yo, you know,
1: they got, they got credit, guys that are... So much They got talent. some stars. Yeah.
2: So much talent. And they they're need wasting it. it. Yeah. They're
1: wasting it. Like, not for nothing, but Mike Trout was a little boring.
2: That's oh, we're not getting that. That. I'm that. I'm not taking the bait on that, Mike. I was being not dead today. serious. I
1: wasn't baiting I'm being serious. Mike Trout was a little boring. He, no. It was like Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we'll say that. You any Where is he e when I need him? No, right. we're going to say right. that because e's I He's probably agree. in the bathroom. <laughs> I would put money on that, that E is in the bathroom. <laughs> shout out E. Yeah, shout out E, e man. Out I love e. you, bro, e. so much. Poop.
2: My guy. Yo, so next one, next one. Team USA lost two straight exhibitions before winning the third one. Um, they lost to Nigeria, then Australia, and prior to that, they only lost two games like two games period since 1991 prior to losing those two that I'm referring to two exhibition games they've only lost two since 1991 prior to those two okay the team kind of went small small lineup with with shooting all the way around like the whole roster
0: small and shooting guys are you concerned Mike, hold on. Before we even get to there, do not say a negative thing about KD. I'm not gonna say I shit. You don't even know coming. what I'm gonna say. I know it's coming.
1: I'm literally not. not. He's licking his chops.
0: Do not
1: I'm 100 percent saying those losses didn't bother me.
0: They just it's fucking preseason. It's, it's exhibition. I don't yeah, care. it's
1: preseason. So I was trolling when I was telling you that uh whatchamacallit, what I say. Um KD, they don't have a KD, leader. Yeah. KD can't lead. Because Pop
0: was
2: getting a little pissed off, guys. He's like, you know, oh, these teams are catching up to us. I'm like, are you fucking nuts? Bro, you're like...
1: You're like I think, I'm think i being dead serious when I say this. I think Greg Popovich is the biggest jerk-off <laughs> in the world. So is
0: Bill Belichick.
1: No, that's it's mean, different, you're, though. You're not Bill lying. Belichick <laughs> isn't disrespectful to the media the way Greg Popovich is.
0: I disagree. I, I, I respectfully disagree. <laughs> no,
1: dude. Greg Popovich is legitimately ignorant to reporters. Bill Belichick just kind of is like, one-word answer, it's, Seattle, it's, Houston.
0: It's, it's ignorant.
1: Yeah. Okay, but you got Greg Popovich looking at you going, that's dumb. What are you talking about? He's just ignorant. He's condescending. That's the word I was looking for. Not I even ignorant. Okay. He's condescending as shit. He's, he's definitely shit. a dick. And <laughs> in the world of equality, he does it to women. He's a dick. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's a jerk off, dude. He and defends, he routinely gets passes for it. And he def- he was defending his
2: players and all, but like, you know, lighten up, dude. I mean, it is a fair point. Like when you lose only two exhibition games since 1991, and you lose two in a row. I mean,
1: is he getting exposed? You Rob should Timmy get Duncan? some flack. You should. Is he getting exposed? Even though
2: I don't, I'm not concerned either, guys. No, but no. But still, no, no. but still. I mean, it kind of was like, yeah, what
1: the fuck yeah, is going they're, on they're here? getting a
2: few more guys from this finals. Uh, once it wrapped up, they're getting a few more guys. Who's um, joining? I think it's CP3, um, and a couple other guys. I don't even remember. The book. I honestly don't remember, Nick. I really don't. I I just know know they're getting getting some reinforcements. It should make a difference, but they should still win without them. They're fine. Oh, they'll be fine.
1: They're they're fine. That actually
2: leads me to the next one, though. Next one, Suns-Bucks finals update. Guys, do you still stand by your picks for the series with the Bucks looking so impressive in Game 3? And it's a tight one in Game 4. We have it on live right now. We're unfortunately not going to be able to talk about it the next show. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll hop in the time machine and whatnot. But... Guys, where do you stand with this series right now?
0: I'm still um, sons
1: and six.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm sons and five. I stand on my own too.
2: And I'm sticking with my sons and six too.
0: Yeah, I, I, that was that was I don't quick backtrack. And easy, right? I, don't I mean, backtrack.
2: Bucks were impressive though. Um, I will give them that. They they had an answer, but we'll see. We'll see how this turns out. I mean, it's pretty obvious if they don't win game four that. The series is over. Well,
0: I expected so. that. I expected uh, the Bucks to steal one at home, you know, win one at, at home. least, show
2: some fight. Yeah, that's they
0: what are a professional like, team.
2: They're yeah, just that's why I have so now they avoided the Charles Barkley, oh, you got swept, right?
0: right. That,
2: that talk, which and, and, is and, on its way. And that's why I <laughs> had
0: Suns in five because I, I thought that, you know, Milwaukee will take one at home and then after that it's over. Because if it, because I think the Suns are going to win game four and then game five when it goes back to Phoenix, it's over. So I had Suns in five. Hmm. And that's where I stand. And I'm not backtracking. Wait, you did
1: say Suns in five to start?
0: Suns in five. You guys had Bucks. All right, Suns in we six. We both had yeah. Suns in six. Yeah, that's right.
2: Clean sweep. Um, but, guys, I got one more. I saved the best for last. See this jersey, guys? Look at this. Look at this. The Azuri. The Azuri. Italia.
0: That's right, That was baby. awesome, man. Okay? Man. That was great.
2: They win the 2020 UEFA title. A thrilling penalty kick shootout, two in a row. Two penalty kick shootouts in a row. Oh, my God. I was on the edge of my seat. They pulled it off, guys. And they actually looked like they were going to lose the shootout. Like, in the first few shots, I was like, oh, fuck me. Like, I'm going to be in the worst mood. Pause, man.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, big pause. You
1: can't say that with four yeah, well, I, was, here? I
2: l- Listen, remember, I came back from vacation for this. I was on the beach watching this on my iPad. And they, they came back in the end and... Um, A couple of phenomenal saves by Donnarumma. And they finish it off, guys. I did a fucking victory lap in front of everybody on the beach. I was (laughs) screaming. I was just like, no fucking way. I cannot believe they just pulled this out. Um, So that's their sixth major tournament title. That's the second most by any European country. They have a 34-match unbeaten streak currently. 27 wins and 7 draws. Third longest in international history... The Italians are back. They're back. We represent. The Azulis. Yeah. Damn right. And this is my favorite player. I have to give Napoli a shout out, guys. Lorenzo Zinni. I'll Little be honest. Five foot six Dynamo who led them. He was phenomenal this tournament. <laughs> okay? You like that energy? Oh Lorenzo my God. I'll
0: be honest with you. I didn't Napoli's watch finest. a minute of that. You missed out, bro. However, I was jealous of all the people having fun afterwards those Yo, parties were italy crazy was lit. did you see
2: that the fucking main section of the room was fucking lit
0: i would have had a the field guy's day. like
2: <laughs> absolutely i got video
0: proof yeah real
2: you you <laughs> missed out i'm telling you right now i'm appealing to the masses i i watched though i definitely i watched every second only of that, reason i, I was lost able to, my fucking mind when they won it was only awesome
1: i was keeping up with it is because the ups driver that comes into my work kept telling me how he's put 500 on italy Every That's time he was on an, he's like, "Yo, I put five hundred on Italy," and he just kept winning. I'm like, "Damn, you bro!" You can literally
2: fuck? make oh, an Italy. argument that they're the man. best international team right now.
0: Number 34 one. matches unbeaten. Number one, That's it. Number one, don't forget it.
2: All of us Italians here, you know, we gotta, you gotta, you gotta admire it. Okay, yeah. I wish. Listen, I want the Americans to be this good. I promise. I wish they were this good, but for now. I gotta enjoy the Azuri.
1: Yeah. Forza! Azori! That means. The problem go. is the US is producing dudes like Caesar and Brian Cole. Oh my God. Come on. Shout out my guys too. Love you guys but
0: too. Thanks, guys. Thanks for a great show. Nick, take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We greatly appreciate it. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, and also hit the notification bell. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We would greatly appreciate it. Psychotic and I got it.
2: I Psychotic. I, 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 I